0: Hello, this is Daryl Kessel with today's Castle Report. Today is Friday, February 12th, in the year 2021, and today I will be talking about freedom of speech and why that concept is no longer held in high esteem by the new culture here in America. The title of this report, an outward sign of an inner rot, comes from an interview with Doug Casey concerning the First Amendment. Doug believes... That the devaluing of freedom of speech is a sign of the inner rot of our culture, in part. This report will also delve into the mindset behind America's growing trend toward council culture or blacklisting. The Castle family is frozen today in an arctic prison. This is probably mild compared to what some parts of the country are going through, but for us, it's very unusual and very unwelcome it started raining ice two days ago but today just cold we had to work from home yesterday but today we are back at the office in good health and in good spirits the freedom of speech clause and the first amendment was intended to be absolute by the framers as was the entire bill of rights that view has been upheld in past days by the u.s supreme court today however Thanks to the changing nature of our culture, and especially the oligarchs from Silicon Valley, the Freedom of Speech Clause, and the entire Bill of Rights are no more than symbols, symbols of a bygone pre-technological age. The oligarchs are private companies. They can ban anyone they want, but when they de-platform the president and many thousands of others, it gets scary. Now, even Congress is in on the game by trying to ban former Trump staffers and even voters from writing or telling their story. The fact that 73 million people that we know of voted for Trump, but he isn't allowed to communicate with them, is a sign that something is seriously wrong and rot, as Doug Casey put it. Even before Trump was elected, when it started to look like he might be nominated, the progressive world did not look at what was happening in America to determine what factors, what trends, what actions theirs might have caused the American people to reject the establishment. No, for people who once argued that no absolute truth existed, they sure found some in a hurry. Absolute truth is contained within their paradigm, their worldview. No other truth exists, absolute or partial. Those people who voted for Trump, I suppose, were the deplorables of the great dissatisfied middle of America just too ignorant to be considered by the admission of its own editors. The New York Times is published for coastal liberals and no one else. So I suppose I appreciate their being willing to sell it to me. That gives me the benefit of all the news that's fit to print. It's the news that the Times deems unfit to print that I must search for in other places the Times version of truth, supports a conclusion that we have undergone a welding together of the ruling elites from the corporate and political worlds to the point where they are one and the same. Benito Mussolini was the first to spell out what he called fascism explicitly. He said that fascism would better be called corporatism or the uniting of the political and corporate worlds to work as one. Mussolini was not a socialist, so he didn't believe the state should own the means of production, just control, and tax them, just as we do in America today. The fascism of the fusion between state and business world is essentially the same today, but without the silly uniforms and slogans, the vast sums created by the corporations and the power of uh, the politicians work together as one, and together they understand and define absolute truth, and they will tolerate no other truth to them is whatever advances their own interest because that is the true intent of the fascist state. When the corporations of Silicon Valley collude with the politicians of Washington to deplatform opposing views, it is more a more effective version of fascism than Mussolini ever had. The New York Times is very cognizant of its position as spokesperson for the entire world. I suppose that is why it is so introspective and constantly examining itself about what its writers may have said years ago, the latest. is science reporter, Donald McNeil, excuse me, who last week was fired for something he said while leading a group of students to Peru two years ago. It seems that one of the students asked Mr. McNeil if a student should be suspended for using the N-word. In his answer, and in the context of his answer, he used the forbidden word himself. An Internet site reported the incident, and an internal investigation was begun by the Times- management board finally they issued the following statement quote we do not tolerate racist language regardless of intent end quote so intent doesn't matter if the banned word is uttered you are fired that is the conundrum the times finds itself in right now how to satisfy the demands for ideological purity of the 30 and under woke left as well as the demands of the 40 And older liberals, you are probably very sympathetic to the Times dilemma, but there's no need to worry because they have it all figured out, folks. In an article published February 2nd, 2021, the Times gave us the answer since both the Times and the Biden government know that absolute truth exists and they are the preservers of it. Then a ministry of truth must be appointed to identify it to the public and to prevent any dissension from it. I know this all sounds like some Hollywood movie, but unfortunately, it is reality. The Times article suggests that this new appointee in charge of truth be called the reality czar. I reiterate my suggestion for Biden to name himself the actual czar. That would solve the problem, but I suppose a ministry of truth would still be necessary Here is a quote from the article, quote, the muddled, chaotic information ecosystem that produces these misguided beliefs doesn't just jeopardize some lofty ideal of national unity. It actively exacerbates our biggest national problems and creates more work for those trying to solve them. And it raises an important question for the Biden administration, how do you unite a country in which millions of people have chosen to create their own version of reality, end quote. The arrogance of that view is at least most of the problem for millions of people who, according to the Times, have created their own false reality. All reality except that of the New York Times staff is false, and therefore we can't have unity because everyone will not agree with their view except by force. Well, if it takes force to gain agreement, Times has that covered as well. Quote, several experts I spoke with recommended that the Biden administration put together a cross-agency task force to tackle disinformation and domestic extremism, which would be led by something like a reality czar, end quote. Yes, they always have their experts, don't they? We suppose to be enthralled because they say, they have the experts. How would you like to have that job, folks? Realities are. You would be responsible for investigating and determining reality. What is truth? The realities are has the answer. The things most concerning to the experts that Times talked to were misinformation about COVID-19 and misinformation about election fraud, I suppose some doctors probably believe that lockdowns don't work, masks are ineffective, and vaccines are untested, at least not tested enough. Well, we can't have that misinformation floating around now, can we? The realities are. The realities are. Working with the tech oligarchs could simply ban those opinions down the memory hole. They are also very concerned about what conservative groups are permitted to say on social media. What they're proposing, if you read between the lines, is that the tech companies be subject to censure and to lawsuits if they don't deplatform conservative groups. The other tactic is to threaten the tech companies with breakup under the monopoly statute. So the poor tech giants are getting it from both sides. Conservatives want to speak, and the Times and its followers want to ban them from speaking. And in the middle, or the oligarchs who only want to make their billions in peace. The oligarchs will be disappointed because they thought they were the arbiter of truth, but now they must deal with the truth czar. One more quote, folks. Quote, the experts I spoke with warned that tech platforms alone couldn't bring back the millions of already radicalized Americans, nor is teaching media literacy a silver bullet to prevent dangerous ideas from taking hold after all. Many people are drawn to extremist groups like the Proud Boys and the conspiracy theories like QAnon, not because they're convinced by the facts, but because the beliefs give them a sense of community or purpose, or fills a void in their lives, end quote well, thanks to the experts at the New York Times, because they have given me a reason for why I feel the way I do about them, and their entire ministry of truth, it gives me a sense of community feels a void in my life. I wonder if the people who write this dribble ever venture out of New York or Los Angeles. I wonder if they have ever in their lives met any normal people. It makes me angry and at the same time sad at what has happened to America, there is one place left that will permit the servers of conservative groups to operate, Russia. Yes, that's right, folks, Russia. It's indeed sad when we must call on Russia as did Edward Snowden, to find the freedom to speak our minds. In conclusion, no one that I know of, except for one person, is willing to tell the truth from the left side, the truth as it is, not as they want it to be. That man's Robert F. Kennedy Jr. in a recent article. Mr. Kennedy points out that Bill Gates, who owns at least partially The companies making the COVID vaccine is also moving quickly to control the world's food production. Mr. Kennedy's article is being quickly banned from social media. I recommend you look for it under the title, Bill Gates and Neo-Feudalism, A Closer Look at Farmer Bill. The article will open your eyes, folks, about Gates, but also the broader picture of how it all fits into this overall plan. Finally, folks, my dear wife Joan admonished me about my hatred of these people. As usual, she was right. I've come to realize they're just useful idiots, agents in the implementation of a much larger plan of which they may be unaware. The plan is, however, diabolical. It comes from the dark side, however. We don't have much time left before the gates, no pun intended, folks, are closed. At least that's the way I see it. Till next time, folks. This is Errol Castle. Thanks for listening.